Christina spoke last night about the various demons that we inevitably encounter in our practice at some point or another. Quite often during the first few days of a retreat, particularly so. Another term for these demons is the hindrances, the five hindrances. And it's, it's helpful to recognize and acknowledge these hindrances as they come along to remember that they were all written down, spoken about 2,500 years ago. And so with this view in mind, it's a bit difficult to take it all that personally. (laughs) The five hindrances are desire, aversion, restlessness and agitation, sleepiness, dullness, and doubt. The first that we may come in contact with, desire or longing, is a yearning, a wanting, wanting something to be happening that is not happening, wanting something outside of ourselves to fill us up, hoping that there is something that may bring us ultimate satisfaction or fulfillment outside of ourselves, as well as wanting, yearning for a particular mind state to be occurring, wanting peace, yearning for harmony, yearning for freedom. It's so helpful to focus on the energy of yearning or longing itself to see if we can disentangle ourselves a bit from the object of yearning, whatever that object may be, and to see if we can open to, welcome, accept the energy of desire itself, not seen as good or as bad, just that which is occurring, that which is happening being in contact, recognizing aversion or anger when it occurs, annoyance, boredom, any degree of pushing something away, not wanting, kind of the opposite of yearning, not wanting something to be happening that's happening. And so often, as with desire, we can be very focused on the object of what we don't want, a thought in the mind, a particular feeling or emotion, something that's happening in our life that we want to dwell upon, wish weren't happening. And we can recognize aversion or anger as an energy in and of itself. We can disentangle ourselves a bit from the various objects that we don't want to be happening. And we can focus, we can be aware, we can accept and welcome the energy of not wanting, not seeing, not wanting as good or as bad, but just that which is occurring, that which is happening right here and now. Can we recognize and accept and let be? Letting be draws us towards letting go. We may come in contact with agitation or restlessness, a kind of wild energy 
in the mind or in the body, the mind moving from thought to thought to thought, and a feeling of itchiness or agitation in the body itself. And we can also recognize agitation and restlessness as a hindrance, as a demon. We can be aware of this energy. We can meet agitation and restlessness with awareness. We always have this alternative of awareness that is available to us, accessible for us. Instead of the usual of being absorbed into the various energies that arise and being carried away, overwhelmed by that which is occurring, we have this alternative of awareness to reach into, to meet whatever it is that is happening with. We meet up, and I'm sure most of us already have, with sleepiness or dullness. As I said before, sleepiness, dullness, as well as agitation and restlessness are often the very strong energies that we encounter during the first couple of days on a retreat. Things start to clear, and then we become aware of desire and aversion and and doubt. (laughs) So with dullness and sleepiness, standing up is a really helpful way to work with sleepiness, and it's always okay to stand up. To stand up, to open the eyes, to put some cold water on one's face, to work with sleepiness in this way, as well as simply recognizing that it's just an energy. It's no more than an energy. Can it be worked with skillfully, rather than pushed away, rather than clung to? And the fifth hindrance that we come in contact with is doubt. Doubt in ourselves, doubt in our ability to practice, our ability to realize freedom, as well perhaps as doubt in the practice itself, not sure, doubting whether this particular practice can reveal freedom to us. To recognize doubt is really essential because if we don't, it tends to really undermine our practice. If we do recognize doubt as doubt, then it's just doubt. It's not a big deal. It's not a problem in and of itself. None of these hindrances are problems in and of themselves. It's really how skillfully we are with them, how skillfully we learn how to work with them. And it is a learning. It's not something that we need to have down. We're learning how to skillfully work with, be with the hindrances through their very presence. We can't learn to skillfully work with them if they're not happening. So in the presence of the hindrances in our practice throughout the day-to-day, can we recognize, name whatever hindrance is occurring, not as a big deal, this naming process, but to see if we can know what's happening, recognize that a particular hindrance is occurring, and it's not ultimate reality, it's just an energy that's arising and passing away. The word for hindrance, the Pali word for hindrance, is nirvana. And this is a great, great word because 
what it literally means is a covering or a veil, which immediately in this word you can see the unreality of the hindrances. A cover or a veil over peacefulness, over true nature of the mind. So we can relate to the hindrances not in a dramatic or serious way, not believing in the hindrances as being exactly as they appear to be. But we can investigate and look a little bit more closely and notice impermanence, notice change, notice arising and passing away, and notice the veil-like nature of the hindrances as we meet yearning, aversion, agitation, sleepiness, doubt, with attention, with clear attention. Working skillfully with pain throughout the day, today. Bringing our attention to the actual sensation when there is pain in the body to see if we can bring our attention to the actual sensation that is occurring very quietly, very softly to attend. Attend means care. So to care for the pain that is occurring through attending to the actual sensation that is occurring the mind moves from the breath quite naturally and we find ourselves with a particular sensation. And then we may notice that a lot of thoughts are occurring about that sensation. Can we see the difference between sensation and thought? Between the sensation that is occurring and the thoughts that are occurring about that particular sensation? This is really crucial in working skillfully with pain The first thing is to see if we can notice the actual sensation in terms of vibration, heat, tingling, stabbing, uh, whatever the particular sensation is. Can we notice what is actually happening? Rather than the concept of I am in pain or my knee is killing me, can we investigate what that actually means? Why do I think that? to really bring the mind in, the attention into the area, and very softly, very gently, not aggressively or harshly at all, to be with that particular area, to care for the pain in this way. And then to observe thinking, to watch thought, to notice concepts about the sensation that is occurring noticing thoughts of permanence. This is always going to be happening, I just know it. (laughs) To notice thoughts based on the past, our past experience of pain, and then these thoughts being thrown into the future. It's quite a miraculous thing that the mind can do. Having a thought in the present, based on on the past, that we throw out into the future. Is it possible to see that it's just thinking? It's just a thought. A thought is an energy. Can we see 
that a thought is just an energy that arises and passes away and may have very, very little to do with reality. So, observing the thoughts that may be associated with sensations, I may be the first yogi to be maimed by meditation ever. (laughs) The exaggerated, dramatic thoughts that occur. And to notice thought as thought. To notice blame, blaming oneself, blaming whoever it is that's ringing the bell for controlling you. I must sit here in this pain until the bell rings. And recognizing that all of us are sitting here because we want to. I'm sure you've already had the experience, perhaps many times, of sitting and then, and having somewhat of a difficult time, and then the bell rings and no problem. I could sit here forever after the bell rings. It's a funny, odd kind of phenomena. But what it points to is that we're sitting here, each one of us, because on some level we know, on some level we are aware of our deepest aspiration to be free, to be awake. And so we sit here in this way, each one of us knowing in some way that we're sitting for the sake of freedom, for the sake of joy. Remembering that resistance to pain actually makes the pain stronger, actually tends to feed the pain and make the perception of the sensation stronger. So the opposite approach is necessary in working with pain. Instead of contraction, instead of resistance, to see if we can actually soften into the sensation to see if we can actually embrace, open to, welcome, whatever the sensation is. It is a sane approach to not want to feel pain. It would be quite an unhealthy approach to want to feel pain. And resistance just doesn't work. Resistance to pain, pushing the pain away, actually tends to make it stronger. So again, to open, to soften, to embrace the sensations that are occurring. At least to try this, to take the risk of softening, to take the risk of opening, to see what happens when we do apply awareness. Remembering too with pain, with painful sensations that It is impossible to be with pain forever. It is impossible to be with pain for a year. It's impossible to be with strong pain for even an hour. And that's not what is being asked of us. What is being asked of us is to be with pain in the moment that it is happening. And that's all. In this moment only. When we are aware of pain, of sensation, of our reaction to sensation, of contraction, of aversion, of thoughts, of concepts about pain. It is possible to see into the true nature of pain. It's possible to see into what sensation actually is, what thought actually is, what aversion 
actually is. And this is where freedom lies. Freedom lies in, uh, in awareness, in the awareness of how things actually are, in a deepening of understanding. So if we can be with pain in this soft and open and welcoming way, contact with that which is occurring, what happens is a deepening of understanding of what sensation actually is, of what pain actually is. And we begin to see that it isn't the way it appears to be at first glance, that actually pain is not perhaps quite as solid as it appears to be, as rock-like, as hard as it seemingly appears to be. It's also not permanent. It also doesn't last forever. We may have this idea because of not getting close enough to it. In our practice, we are more and more willing to be close to our actual life, not our thoughts about things, not our concepts about life, but the actuality of life itself. And in being in contact, understanding, insight, naturally arises. So there is a deepening of insight about what pain actually is. In this deepening of insight, the result is freedom. Working carefully with a balance in working with pain throughout the day. It is helpful, of course, to keep movement to a minimum. And at the same time, to recognize that we're not in an endurance contest either. So to work with this kind of balance in practice, if movement is necessary, if the mind becomes exhausted and moving is necessary, to move quite slowly and mindfully, knowing that moving is happening. And in this way, the continuity of mindfulness isn't broken. So throughout the day today as well, to remember to slow down. One can be walking quite slowly and there can be a sense of urgency in the middle of the spine. So to be aware of being pushed in any way from behind and to see if we can settle in over and over again into the present moment, into our experience right here and right now. So, straightening the spine. Relaxing the shoulders. Relaxing the facial muscles. Allowing for a strength and openness, fluidity in the body, in the mind. Settling into the body and dropping into the breath.
in finding oneself away from the breathing, knowing where you are, where the mind is, what is happening. Notice what's happening. Be aware of whatever it is that's occurring and coming back to the breath once again, over and over again, settling into the body, settling into the breath. 